the times that we live in today, mm-hmm. we can literally escape our physical environment into a digital environment. Exactly. Because you know what? Your environment doesn't start like how I'm in a room right now. My environment doesn't start here. Your environment mm-hmm. starts in your mind. Your environment starts where your eyes are. Your environment starts in your ears. So what are you hearing? What are you listening to? What are you thinking about? What are you watching? What Mm -hmm. are you feeding yourself? That is really where your environment starts. Because I honestly believe everything flows from your mind. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas aka the kid that did and the man that can baby and today we're gonna be chopping up with entrepreneur podcaster and superstar fashion designer miss jada ellis how you doing how you doing superstar what's up Hassan? i am doing really great i'm doing good i'm doing good blessed to be here with you and we about to rock out because we on fyi fly and what we really like to do we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff Yes, I love that. So for everybody listening, Jaden and I came up together in the north side of Houston. I think we went to what sixth grade together, and then came back. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Shout out, yup, yup. And then we went, to, came back together for high school. Went to high school together for a couple years, and who knew we would end up here almost what ten years later? Real. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. That that dude, we talk about being old. That make us seem old right there. <laughs> Years now. <laughs> Don't be counting. But seriously, but seriously, I know you've been operating in your purpose and your passion, you know, way before we met. So kind of tell us how you got started and you know what led up to this Jada that we see here today. Yes. So I have known I wanted to be a fashion designer my entire life. I knew I wanted to be a designer when I was seven, like since second grade. Mm. And so I feel like I've always, I've always been able to say that I'm grateful that I knew my purpose or somewhat of my purpose like yeah. super early on. But since I was seven, I've spent the years basically developing that skill or more so developing that love. Mm-hmm. What got me to that point was 2019, in the 2019, actually Thanksgiving Day, I ended up getting saved. Prior to that, I never really talked about it with people, but I didn't believe in God most of my life. When people used to talk about God, I used to be like, mm, okay, I just be quiet. That's, that's I true. Never really you ain't had too much input. Yeah, I, I never would talk about God, but I ended up, I want to say 2019, that was my first time hearing God's voice. And he told me, give your life to me. And mm. I was like, that's God. Because I, I know I wouldn't say that. I never thought that in my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, gave my life to God. That's when it was mm. like, it was like clarity hit me like an ocean. Vision, purpose, all of that just hit me like a wave. Wow. And God showed me, I have created a path for you. You trying to be like this person, this person, the next. God showed me, he said, no, I actually have created a lane for you that yeah. nobody will be able to compare you to other people. And so he said, this couture space is for you. And he told me that your brand is going to be something that represents the beauty of God. It's going to attract so many different people from around the world because you're creating the most beautiful pieces 
But when mm. it comes to these shows, these fashion shows, you're going to have choirs. See, like, you're going to have, like, on some Kanye stuff. You're going to have a choir singing. Come you're going to have all these dramatic productions. And, and when people come to this, they're going to see God in it all. Mm. And so he showed me this and he told me, you're also going to be the blueprint for other black women. Because yeah. there need to be other women like you in this space. So mm -hmm. God worked on me. He showed me the vision. And ever since then, like, I've been just, I've been doing the couture draping. I've been doing the couture, like, building this couture fashion brand. I've been trying to teach and be the blueprint. But that's mm. how I got to, like, where I'm at now. Nah, I love There's so many different ways I would have, I would have break that down. <laughs> but I want to first touch on, you know, how you locked in with your passion. What advice would you have for the young folks who are listening? that want to find their passion, but haven't been able to do it so far? Like what could you, what game could you give them? So I feel like one, it starts with looking at who you were as a child. Mm -hmm. I feel like but when you're a child, you're in your innocence, you're unfazed by the world. Yeah, it's just you. It's present when you're a child. And when people get older and they say, mm -hmm. oh, I want to find myself, they're trying to go back to who they were as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. and so I feel like you can find a lot about your purpose and what your passion may be by trying to see who was I as a child. And maybe you're not going to find an exact career path, like yeah. how I'm supposed to be a fashion designer. But even if we take that away, I was always creative. Mm -hmm. I love clothes. I love sketching. I was I was very artistic. There are so many things that I use in my business today. Those qualities mm -hmm. were present then. So somebody gave me some good advice they said when it comes to you figuring out like who you were as a child start asking your family mom what type of character traits did i have as a child what were some things mm -hmm. that you thought were really obvious in me as a child so that first thing i've never heard anybody say that before but okay. that not facts you start with that one you start with that because i've never heard that before but it's facts because as you grow older your thoughts start to change your experiences start to change from your environment and other people's you know thoughts and some of their failures some of the things that they've went through starts mm -hmm. creeping into you and spilling over to you so i think that is a great advice for everybody listening tap back into that childhood innocent like you know when yeah. you were just running around dreaming big and that's why i start whenever i teach financial literacy that's why i start with you know what's your biggest goal and biggest dream Mm -hmm. You know, of course, the money, you know, the money is like a, is a byproduct from you accomplishing your biggest goal and your biggest dream. So I think I think that advice was huge. But but really, by the I feel like by the grace of God, you know, we are seeing some early success in both of our careers. And I'm super proud of us. I want to know from you, what would you say has been like the biggest lesson that you've learned that really keeps you going? Mm, that's good. I have a lot of lessons. Give it to us. Give it. Give us. Give us your top three that that you kind of like really rock with. Your network and your environment matters more than you know. When I really got around some people that was entrepreneurs for real, mm -hmm. it changed everything for me. So why I, exactly? Dive into that. So one, being around a group of people, I was always the motivator. Like in my close group of friends. I'm mm -hmm. saying, y'all, we should do this. We should do that. Let's talk yeah, about our goals. You was always like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. that was always the type of person that I was. But as we get older, I'm realizing my friends getting annoyed by me saying this. They don't, these same friends that I have, I literally had people tell me, I don't want to talk about my goals, my close friends. I don't want to think about my future saying it in disgust. 
Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's how oh people God. think. That's really yeah. how people, so going from that to having a group of people who hold you accountable, they're like, "All right, Jada, you said you was doing this. What's the update?" I have a, one of my close. I have a close group of friends now. We do book club twice a week where we yeah. all read different personal development books, and we're giving each other the the different gems that we're getting from the book. Mm-hmm. But having people that hold you accountable, having people that put you onto resources. That's all I was about to say, that accountability. And I'll say, to add on another thing, money management was also a big, big lesson. Mm-hmm. As a business I, owner? Yeah. So I I mentioned earlier, my first time doing prom season. Prom season is only a couple months. You know, prom is only at the, the end of the school year. So mm-hmm. it's only a couple months. I would make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And a month after a month after prom season is done, all that money is gone. <laughs> all that money is gone. It's disappeared. I don't know where it went. Yeah. And so I would do that same cycle for multiple years. And so I, I remember we talked about that when we yeah. talked like after after college. What caused the switch for you, like mentally? Because I feel like you got to have your mind right too. Like once once you got your mental right, then everything mm-hmm. else will follow. Like you could have the want to, but until you like okay, I'm finna get right with my money. I'm finna use this money to build my business and stuff like that. So when was that that click for you? So I'll say changing my environment when it came to money helped. So yeah, I had I a lot that. of friends who were very bad with their money. The person mm-hmm. I dropped out of college with a close friend who ended up becoming one of my best friends, he was very terrible with money. We were both fashion designers. So our money looked the exact same throughout the whole year. He mm-hmm. would get thousands of dollars and lose it as well. So yeah. I'm the person that I'm living right across the hall from, we are doing the same thing. But then mm-hmm. when I got around people who talk about smart things that they do with their money, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So I'm like around people who are teaching me things, better things to do with my finances. I'm seeing how they're living. I'm learning about credit. I'm learning <laughs> and I'm like, okay. This is a, a better financial environment for me. Mm-hmm. So that also helped with me starting to take steps. So I think especially one of one of the big keys for today is watch your environment, be conscious of your environment because it truly has and and one thing I said on the interview one time, I was like the the times that we live in today, mm-hmm. we can literally escape our physical environment into a digital environment. So even if you're not in Atlanta, even if you're not in, you know, a big entrepreneurial space, YouTube, online masterminds, e-courses, all these different things that we can do now that people couldn't do in the 80s and the 70s. Like we got to take advantage of them things. Exactly. Because you know what? Your environment doesn't start like how I'm in a room right now. My environment doesn't start here. Your environment Mm. starts in your mind. So your environment starts in your where your eyes are. Your environment starts in your ears. So what are you hearing? What are you listening to? What are you thinking about? What are you seeing? What are you watching? What mm-hmm. are you feeding yourself? That is really where your environment starts. Because I honestly believe everything flows from your mind. So even right. everything that you're thinking about, everything that you're talking about, all of that flows out and it creates like the life that you currently live in. And mm-hmm. so I believe that and this is something I just thought about. As I started to to work on myself, as I started to get more into my personal development and I started to feed myself better things, my environment started to change around me naturally because yeah. I started at the, vi- the environment within me first mm-hmm. and then that flowed out 
to my physical environment. Come on, man. Your input, then you got the right output. I love it. I love it. Hey, while you were saying that, I was like, talk your stuff. Talk your stuff. I was keeping a straight face, but in my head, I'm like, yo, yo. You funny, I'm telling you, bro. In my head, I'm like, hey, but we got a couple more questions. We're gonna keep on rocking out here. So I feel like if you could pinpoint the biggest challenge of being a young creative, an entrepreneur, independent artist, you know, what would you say? And I ask it that way because I feel like we really all going through the same thing. We're putting our heart, our energy, and our money into our crafts and you know, trying to get an output from that. So what would you say has been the, the most challenging part of being a young creative entrepreneur? Okay, so I'll, I'll say two answers because I feel like there's a big challenge for young people as a whole. But then I mm-hmm. could say something that also really was a challenge for me personally. Okay. So as a whole, I feel like there's a lot of pressure today. We mm-hmm. have social media and it really makes you feel like I need to have a Lamborghini by about six months after I start my business. Right. <laughs> That's you feel like yeah. and so especially every 19 year old living there exactly literally so i'll say there can be a lot of pressure but i feel like okay that's a big challenge but i feel like we just have to be reminded that it's okay everybody's on their own journey mm-hmm. everybody's on their own path and just because somebody got to somewhere sooner than you that doesn't affect when you are going to get there and right. if you spend more time focusing on your path than on what this person and that person is doing, then you will get to your destination a lot faster. And so I feel like that's that is one challenge. I see a lot of comparison pop up in different people because oh, mm-hmm. they look what all the uh, all these other people are doing. A lot of jealousy pops up. A lot of depression because you're feeling you're focusing so much on lack, like what you don't have. Yeah. And so I feel like so much comes from it's good that we have social media, but the, the downside of it is it's putting in your face the success of everyone, but mm. you don't see a whole lot of people talking about their failures or what they went through. You just so, see the highlights for real. Exactly. And so that is like a big challenge that I think I think affects young entrepreneurs as a whole. And mm. I don't know about you, but I do hear this a lot. It's almost like feeling like before I leave my twenties, I gotta make it. It can't be, I can't be 30 and yeah, you know, so I. Yeah, I, but I kind of, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of like that though. Like it, it put me, I like that, I like that pressure like, hey, it's time to grind in my 20s so I can chill in right. the 30s. You know yes. what I'm saying? Because yes. I don't want people to do the opposite mm-hmm. of, okay, let's party, spend all this money, da, 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 da. And then when we get to 30, let's try to get right. Like, that's going to be much harder because you probably going to have two kids by then. You're going to have a wife, husband. You're going to have a, a, a car, you know, a, a home that you got to pay for all these different responsibilities and expenses. Nobody has as, as many responsibilities as they will in five years from now. Exactly. So I agree. I feel like, yes, yeah, still work and grind in your 20s. But we had, we interviewed somebody on my podcast before. He had been working, grinding through his 20s. He was never really a slacker, always Mm -hmm. a hard worker. But what he did as an entrepreneur didn't take off till he was 31. Now he make like $300,000 a month. A month. Exactly. And so, and he doing it with his girl. So some people feel like when they hear like, oh, well, I don't want my stuff to just be taken off when I'm 30. But then even after like talking to him, it's like, 
I don't want that for myself either. <laughs> but it's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I feel like, so I just say that as far as like, it's so many different ways that we put pressure on ourselves. But I would say, mm. use the pressure to build a diamond. Like, Come use on. the pressure to to grow and build yourself, build up your brand, whatever you're trying to do in your life. But don't mm. let the pressure turn you into cold. Don't let the pressure turn you into someone that is jealous or don't let the pressure push you towards depression. Don't let the, mm-hmm. the pressure have you comparing yourself to this person, this person, and the next. Or don't even let the pressure be so much to where it just makes you feel like I'm not, I'm just not going to do anything. Because a lot of people do that too, where they feel like, oh, it's so much pressure. I'm just going to do nothing. And so yeah. I said, that's something that I feel like affects young people as a whole. I guess you could say knowing how to manage the pressure, you know, mm-hmm. because everybody doesn't know how to manage it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for everybody listening, what you said was key. Even if it's something small that you can implement today, that's where that true change. I feel like them small incremental habits lead to those big changes over mm-hmm. time. Exactly. That's the book I'm reading that's talking about that. So, yeah. We're right on the money with it. We're right on the money. And speaking of the money, I got one more question for you. We can't let you leave here without asking you the famous final question. I'm going to say two quotes, and I need you to let me know which one is more accurate in your opinion. You ready? All right, bet. So, the first one is more money, more problems like Biggie. And the second one is money can't buy happiness. Which one do you believe is more accurate in your opinion? Or which one do you agree with? I feel like money can buy happiness. It's more accurate. Okay. You have to find happiness before money. Mm-hmm. And, oh well, yeah, I feel like you have to find happiness before money. Even though money can bring you the opportunity to do things that make you happy. Maybe go certain places and do certain things. Yeah. I know plenty of successful people with a lot of money who aren't happy. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to find happiness before then. And also, even with the more money, more problems, you don't have problems regardless of any, whatever, it don't matter what your bank account looks like. That's fair. When you become rich, you're just gonna have rich people problems. Mm. So I feel like every every financial level is gonna have problems. But definitely Mm -hmm. I feel like money cannot buy happiness for sure. No, I'm with you. I'm with you because when you got to really money will bring you that like you said money will bring that temporary happiness mm-hmm. but it won't bring that internal joy that you have whether you're poor whether you middle class or whether you balling you know rich or famous so you got to have that internal joy because we we've seen many stories Deion sanders i just saw one with shaq shaq mm-hmm. talked about he got home to his million dollar mansion had nobody in the house got eight different rooms that he just goes around and looks and then he goes in a garage and looks at the seven cars he got, the McLarens, the Maseratis, all them, that yeah. stuff that he got. He can't drive all of them, so he just looking at them. And then he like, dang, I don't even want to go nowhere. So he just goes back on the couch and sits and watch TV, which he could have did, you know what I'm saying? You know, in, in any level house, in any anywhere. You know, so he's doing the same basic things that you and I do, that other people do. But he has the most money, and he's still not happy. So mm-hmm. I think I agree with you on that opinion. So thank you so much, Jada, for joining the show. Yes. If you have any final words, go ahead and also let them know where to reach. So I say final word, don't give up on your dream. Whatever it is that you want to do with your life, whatever dreams and visions that are aspirations that you had as a child, go after them, keep pursuing them. You only get one life. Mm-hmm. And 
I hear a lot of people talk about, especially, I guess, more so religious people or people that believe in God. Well, they can be poor on earth, but they'll experience God's riches in heaven. Mm-hmm. And God wanted us to experience riches and just all the beauty that he's created here while we are on earth. Yeah. And you have to know that I feel like we were put here for other people, right? We're put mm-hmm. here for impact. So to impact other people, just like yep. how you impact so many people, I'm in, impacting designers and different things like that. So we are here to impact other people. If you did not follow your dreams, there will be so many people who wouldn't have been impacted. Same for me. And mm-hmm. so even if you don't want to just think about, oh, I should pursue my dreams for myself. It's almost selfish not to pursue your dreams because your dreams are always much bigger than you. Even though you think it's about you, it's mm-hmm. really much bigger than you because it impacts so many people. It impacts the family that you have. It impacts the people around you. It impacts your community and all the people that you were sent here to impact with whatever your purpose or your dream is. Mm-hmm. All of those people are literally not being impacted right now because you are deciding not to do what you were sent here to do. So yeah. definitely follow your dreams. And if y'all want to tap in with me on socials <laughs> and all that good stuff, you can follow me on Instagram. My main Instagram is at I am Jada Ellis and it has all my business pages on there in the bio. So you can check those out there. But thank you for having me, Hassan. I am super proud of you. Hey, I feel the same way about you, man. We really out here doing it. And to your even to your last point, like we really could have did this for two hours, but I got a meeting. I gotta go eat before this meeting. But I just wanna leave one last thing. You know, that's what you said has really transformed the my thought process because I used to get nervous before I would speak because I thought it was about me. I thought it was about okay, I can't get up here and stumble and mess up. But when I realized it's not about me anymore, it's about since since I actually know the information and I'm confident about it. It's not mm-hmm. me. I don't care if I stumble. I don't care if I mess up. But I know at the end of this class, what that person or who, whoever's listening is going to walk away with one thing that they can get better at, that they can improve at. And that's my whole goal when I teach for somebody mm-hmm. to walk away with one thing that they can implement, like you said, and start improving, improving, improving. So for everybody, whenever y'all trying to find your passion, don't be selfish, like Jada said. Don't be, don't be selfish. Go chase that dream because you got people that you got to impact. You got income that you got to get. And you got a lot of fun and a lot of different things that's waiting for you. So we believe in you. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for joining. Appreciate y'all know what we need. We need everybody to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FYI fly. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's F-Y-I-F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.